This week on the Colin and Smear podcast, we're joined by a very special guest, Henry Hall. Henry Hall is a creator, he's a actor, he's a comedian, and most notably, he's an amazing musician. He just released his debut album, Nido. And this song that you're listening to right now, underneath the sound of my voice, is the sound of Henry's voice. This is one of his songs. I'll let it play for a second. We met Henry through our good friend, Jack Coyne, and Henry's music has been heard by millions of people, maybe even some of you without even knowing it. Henry has been in the YouTube scene for a long time. He's made music for some of our favorite YouTube videos, including one of Casey Neistat's videos called A Love Story, Eight Years in the Making. Henry also joined us in one of our few food reviews on our YouTube channel and made a custom song for that video as well called The Burger Boys. Now, in this episode, we talk about Henry's early inspirations, his childhood growing up here in Los Angeles in an entertainment family. We talk about his rise as a musician, as well as his journey as an artist. Overall, this has to be one of the most unique and one of our favorite interviews we've done on the show. Henry is not only incredibly talented, he's unbelievably funny, and he's just a great person to talk to. He has some amazing perspectives on being creative and what it means to be a creator. And at the end of this episode, we have a Colin and Samir podcast. First, he actually plays one of his songs from his album on our podcast. So make sure you stay tuned for that. It's at the tail end of the show, and you'll really enjoy hearing him play live. And it actually sounded really good here in our new studio. This episode was also filmed and it's on our podcast channel. So if you do want to watch that live performance, you can head over to the Colin and Samir podcast YouTube channel, watch the whole episode, including his live performance. All right, without further ado, here's our episode with musician Henry Hall. For the, re- for the record, I want hardball questions only. <laughs> yeah. What is What was your tax return like yeah. last year. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Social security yeah, number, just credit card number. Yeah, exactly. How much oh. money have you made from Nido? How much money do you make <laughs> before taxes? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I got to tell you, this is yeah. a dream come true for multiple reasons. Number one, okay. y- this is basically a stop on your press tour for your new album, mm-hmm. which has always been a dream of mine. You know, like yeah, on so talk shows. That we are now a stop. Yeah. That someone <laughs> would go on for a press tour. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You guys, uh, you're just part of the journey. You're part of my journey. Right. So that was the first reason. <laughs> that was the first Can reason. Can I take the second reason? Please. I don't know if it's going to match up with your reason. Okay. But we actually listen to your music. Like I, I listen to your music uh, all the time in my car. Okay. And I think, wait, this is crazy. I actually know Henry. Yeah, yeah, yeah. This is so weird. Yeah, that's helpful. That's good for context. <laughs> yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah, so it's yeah, good yeah, to know yeah. that we also enjoy your music. Okay, hell yeah. Yeah, so we're Burger Boys. We did mm-hmm. the bur- we, we rated all the best burgers in Los Angeles. And you also know my music. Yes. So we have two things going. Yeah. Was that your number two? Kind of. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. But yeah. I'll, I'll throw number three out. Okay. Why not? I feel like we, a list is always good in three. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Sure. Number three. Yeah. Uh, I also was so excited to see you uh-huh. on Curb this season. Oh, yeah. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah, If yeah. you guys don't know, Henry was on the latest season of Curb Your Enthusiasm. Mm-hmm. Very funny. Thank you. Uh, and so now there's that rounds out the list of three. Yeah. So nice. we have we have a multi 
multifaceted creator here. A triple threat. Triple Thank threat. You. Yeah, yeah, yeah. My dancing. You guys have not seen yet. Uh, that, that's the third well, you, threat. You do dance in your music videos. Yeah, I do a little. There's some yeah. dancing yeah. in there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There's, there's definitely some dancing. Yeah, in yeah. There. Oh, right. There is one now, like officially. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right, yeah. right. Nor the, in other ones, I only have little tiny moments. Tiny of, like, moments of right. moving, but like there's actually a choreographed dance. And then on my ass video, I forgot about that. Yeah. Good, good. Yeah. So Henry just released a album uh, last week. Mm-hmm. I think we're about a week out from the album coming out. Yep. Um, which album number is this? Uh, this is my first full length album. First full length. Yeah. yeah so yeah, everything yeah. else is EP. Everything else is EPs. Uh, I've had let's see, three, four EPs, uh, three solo and one collaborative EP. Um, so and the for for those of you who don't know camera check <laughs> uh ep is like a you know shorter record p- pretty much anything under like seven songs and then full length is like seven and above ish eight and above so yeah i was like it's time to make a full length project so i can go on the colin and samir podcast right yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. what does ep stand for i never extended do. play oh yeah and what's I think- lp long long play, play something really? like that it's that not 100 percent positive okay, but i think it, it is hmm. it's definitely vinyl related so you've yeah. made, um, I think people who are watching and listening right now mm-hmm. might not even know that they've heard your music, especially, you know, a lot of our audiences, mm-hmm. part of the YouTube community, avid yes. YouTube watchers. Yes, uh, like me, by like, the way. Yeah, so yeah. Uh, they've heard your music, um, whether they know it or not, I think, in some mm-hmm. of the biggest YouTube videos, at least that that I've seen, mm-hmm. um, one of those being our Burger Boys video. Yeah, that's <laughs> right. Yeah, I was yeah, like, yeah, if yeah, you yeah. pass over that one. Burger Boys yeah. video. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> which is really fun. Henry made a custom song for us. Yes. Um, which, maybe we should just play the intro right now. Wow. Yeah. Unbelievable song. Mm-hmm. And so that oh, was yeah. customly made. It's pretty us. much that yeah. and Let It Be. Those are right. the two best songs. How did you start... Like, how did you start interacting with YouTube as an outlet for your music? Because you have uh-huh. done songs for some pretty big YouTube creators and songs that are in uh, some pretty big YouTube videos. Yeah, yeah. Uh, well, let's see. It all started uh, when I was born. It was a C-section. Sure. Uh, <laughs> no. Yeah. Uh, it started. Was it, was it a C-section? Uh, <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. Okay, you me too. Leave us uh, yeah. Me really? too. Yeah, me yeah. too. Dude, I, that's what we're from. That's why. Yeah. That's why. Well, I wasn't uh, a C-section. We're also but... from the same home. We're also from the same hometown. <laughs> Colin. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-mm. And I'm not from the Palisades. Odd man out. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yes, we are. We, we'll get into some Palisades Yeah, we'll get into hometown eventually. stuff. Yeah. Cool. I'll, um, I'll leave for that. No, but uh, yeah, I got the YouTube stuff started uh, because of our mutual friend, Jack Coyne. Shout out to Jack. Coyne. Big, huge shout out to Jack. Uh, one of the besties. And um, yeah, Jack started working for Casey Neistat when we were, we went to college together, Jack and I, and we're friends in college. And uh, I just sort of through osmosis met Casey through Jack. And um, one day Casey literally asked me, hey man, I need a song for a video I'm making about my uh, wife and I want you to write an original song for it. Uh, And I was like, oh, wow, cool. Yeah, that would be great. Um, And it was sort of, you know, he was definitely not as big as he is now. I mean, he was still Casey Neistat and like a huge influence on the YouTube community and stuff. And, um, but it was sort of, early earlier days so I and so I didn't really know 
what I was kind of getting myself into so much, but um, I had a, a song lying around that I liked, like some chords and a couple lyrics. And I was like, okay, you know what? This could work for a video like this. So I kind of fleshed it out, finished it, made a demo of it and sent it to Casey. And uh, I got an email back right away and he was like, cool, man, this, this is perfect. It's in the video and I'm putting it out in 20 minutes. And I was like, wait, no, no, that's just the demo. And then boom, it goes out. And uh, people really responded to it. And I think, uh, and, and you know, unbeknownst to me, like the Casey's YouTube community was so loyal and like loved everything he did, of course, because he's amazingly talented and like, uh it sort of taught me a lesson of if it works, it works, you know, like from a creative standpoint, like it doesn't, I think I got that, that was an important moment for me because it made me a little less precious about uh, like production value and, and sort of like a threshold uh, in terms of like the sonic quality for songs. Um, it's like if the heart is there in the tune, sometimes you don't really need to mess with like the demo version too much. And looking back on it, like a more produced, less lo-fi, more like hi-fi sounding version of Talk, that's the song I'm talking about, um, that, that Casey used in his Love Story in a Making video, uh, it wouldn't have worked as well. Like there's something touching, I think, about the... Uh, sort of homemade quality of the tune. And he also actually uses, uh, because I sent him the demo, I sent him like an even earlier demo of me just like humming and like playing those chords. And that's what you hear in like the very, very beginning of the video. Oh, wow. It's like wow. black and white. And it's like, like just me plucking on acoustic guitar. Um, so yeah, that was, that was a trip. And then I worked at Beam and... I, you know, I've been involved in the, I've been in the, uh, nice dad mafia for some time now. <laughs> so yeah. th that's so interesting. I didn't, I didn't know that about the, um, the, de was the demo version of that yeah. song. Yeah. Um, fantastic song. Thank you. Uh, I think has well over 1.5 million plays on Spotify as yes, well, which yes, is awesome. Does. Thank you. Um, and I think that lesson that you learned is a lesson that every artist has to learn at some point, mm -hmm. especially to exist in today's world mm -hmm. where things just have to come out. Yeah. You have to publish things and then you start to recognize like the value of feedback is so, it's so important. Feedback mm. is incredibly important to have someone else receive your work and see their reaction and see how it goes. Totally. Um, it's so incredibly important because as an artist, especially you know, for us making videos and for you making music, a lot of time is spent alone in a room mm -hmm. with your own creation. Yeah. And it's natural that at some point you're like, this is the worst thing that has ever existed. Yeah. You know? And what's, it, what's it, perfect it, for yeah. someone else is yeah, the yeah. worst thing for you personally. Of course. It know? is so yes. incredibly rare, I think, to yeah. have something from start to finish for for an artist to be like, this is the best thing ever, every step of the way. Oh, that's um, never, ever happened to me. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, no, hell no. And it's so refreshing. Like once you put it out, it's it's a scary feeling. Like I'm sure mm -hmm. you had that feeling when Casey said, like, I'm putting it out. You're yeah. like, no, no, not yet. And then yeah, yeah, yeah. it's out and everyone's like, this is amazing. And you're like, oh, okay. Yeah, Great. totally. Yeah, it gave me like new new perspective for sure. And, and, and I think... 
especially with that song, which is so, I don't know, it, it ha, it's very intimate, you know, mm-hmm. and, and, and quiet. And I think, I, I like, if I were to do some psychoanalyze, I can call my shrank if we wanted to bring him in yeah, like, can, on yeah. a call. Yeah. Can he come in? Yeah, sure. Yeah. Come, on in. <laughs> come on in. Come on in, Dr. Gillette. Come on, Gillette. Yeah, yeah, yeah. that's his name. <laughs> uh, no relation. Uh, at least, I don't think. Um, and, uh, but yeah, I mean, like, the, there's there's something I needed to, like, break out of the shell, Yeah, I guess, you know, especially with that song. And KC sort of giving it the cosign was, like, what I needed. And I think that probably I would have a different approach to like releasing music and the songs that I release and the way that they're produced and stuff if I hadn't had that experience with with talk. Yeah. Where were you as a musician in the first place? Like at that time? At that time, um, I was working in a studio, music studio uh, in New York, recording studio. Uh, I was... I had just pretty much just graduated college, I think. So I had just started like being a solo artist. It was like the very, very beginning of my career as I knew it. Um, And I didn't really know like what direction I was going to be headed in. Uh, So he's, you know, he sort of helped me steer a little bit maybe in the right way. So big shout out to Casey. Yeah. And to Candace too, who was, who was there when I, came over to watch the video. She was like, thank you so much. It's beautiful. She was like crying. It was really sweet. That's really sweet. <laughs> yeah. So you're also uh, an actor. Yeah, uh, kind of. Yeah. I, Aren't we you, all? I, I've seen you act in uh, in YouTube videos, uh-huh. which I've loved. Um, so I want to kind of go back in time. Sure. Uh, as we alluded to, we both grew up in the same hometown. Yes, we did. Shout out to the Palisades. Big shout out. Big shout out. Mm-hmm. Uh, but that also means we grew up in Los Angeles. Um, I remember growing up in Los Angeles, like the industry was entertainment. Like mm-hmm. I always talked to Colin about it, who grew up on the East Coast, where a lot of the industry that you're surrounded by is finance. Yeah. Uh, that's yeah, like yeah, the yeah. aspiration. Yeah. Um, but growing up in LA, um, especially in the town that we grew up in and the schools that we went to, like the aspiration is entertainment. Yeah, totally. That's why we're actors and Colin is a stockbroker. Right. <laughs> yeah, exactly. yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, there yeah, you yeah. go. Mm-hmm. Um, but you additionally grew up in an entertainment family. Yeah. I'm just curious when you... F- when you were a kid, like was your aspiration to always be in some level of art or entertainment? Um, I wanted to be a professional surfer. Really? Wow. Yeah. <laughs> I didn't know that. Yeah. 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 I, I, like at what age? Uh, probably until I was like 15. I was like, I like this until you I'm were 15. Do. Yeah. I surfed competitively and like, no did, that way. was like my sport. Wait, did, so not up. only was it like an identity that you sought after you actually were. Yeah, no, I was surf- like slightly pers- I mean, not really pursue. I was definitely never good enough to actually be a professional surfer. So I, like, I had a question yeah. in, in growing up the Palisades, where did you surf? All over, man. I mean, I kind of, so my dad is from Santa Barbara. Okay. Got it. So I sort of like spent half my time up there. Uh, like grew up surfing in like Ventura mostly and like parts of Malibu kind of and like. But you wouldn't go to Sunset. That's not where you would go. Sunset's sort of like a beginner 
beginner oh. wave, man. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, We've never been. No, I don't. Yeah, Colin, don't. I, that's not where we go on a regular basis. Oh, yeah. Oh, oh no. Yeah, no. Yeah, we oh, would good, never. Good. Because Sunset? if it was, we'd have to. Yeah, you know, we would. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> no. yeah, yeah, yeah. So, wait, yeah. did you. No, I love Sunset, did, though. Yeah, I do. I grew up like, I was when that. I was learning to surf. I like, like, grew up going. I didn't just buy a big foam surfboard. Oh, no, of course you No, 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 no way. You didn't go to Pally High, though, did you? No, I Because I remember they had a. One thing about growing up in in Southern California. Yeah, they had a surf team. They have a surf team. Yeah, yeah Crossroads which, did too. Crossroads did too. Team Our, captain, Our baby, Blessing you're looking too. at him. You were right the team here. captain yeah. of a surf team? Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. So for me, like we high, had, schools on the high, schools, high schools with surf teams are strictly <laughs> for like the WB. Right. Like that's it, uh, that's what, that's how it feels to me. Yeah, 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 yeah. Or early 2000s, like early mid 2000s. Yeah, sure. Like drama. Exactly. It's the OC or so, yeah, yeah, like that's Sure, So did you compete? Like in yeah. competitions. Yeah, yeah. I, wow. I, I competed in the NSSA and like never did well. But uh, I had an NSSA uh, sweatshirt. Oh, did you? That was given to me by a friend mm-hmm. and I would wear it with a lot of confidence <laughs> and I could not surf. <laughs> and I just thought it was so radical to have yeah, this. Yeah, dude. I mean, why yeah. not? Just yeah. if, if you can get... Uh, it's, it's better to have the sweatshirt and pose like you're a cool surfer guy yes, than 100%. just not. Yeah, so yeah, yeah, why not? Yeah. Love it. I was always jealous of yeah. people like you who could who could surf really well because I was like I never like I, I never got in the water at a young uh-huh. age and so it was just like too late at some point and you're like yeah yeah, oh, yeah, yeah. God no yeah. I don't I feel you I mean I think it's funny surfing is I mean maybe you're finding this to be the case with on your new big foam board which is the, a great way to start by yeah. the way I've been surfing for eight years so <laughs> oh, okay. <laughs> No, I was going to say though, literally, dude, it's like, it's like golf. Like it's literally, it takes a lifetime to like Mm -hmm. become proficient at. I I also think it's so, so interesting because it's a thing that if you do it every day and you commit to the process, that's the only way you'll actually get better. You can't just pop in the water occasionally. Mm -hmm. No. Like it's, it is absolutely a feeling. Uh, Totally. Like in the water to actually know like I, I recognized that when uh, there was a point where we were surfing regularly, mm-hmm. um, which was a great time. But during that time, what I realized was it was absolutely just about decision-making. Mm-hmm. It mm-hmm. was decision-making of how much energy you were going to put out for the wave that was coming your way. Yeah, 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 now I'm yeah. going to make a big life analogy. Here. I was literally yeah. about yeah, to yeah, say, like, he's not like, just doing this for nothing. Metaphor coming. Yeah, there's a metaphor yeah. coming. Yeah. Uh, and I remember just feeling like, wow, this is so interesting. It is a complete metaphor for life. Yeah. Like, there's these waves that come, which are opportunities. Uh-huh. And you have to decide how much energy you're going to put forth to this opportunity. Totally. And not everyone is going to work out. Sometimes you put forth a ton of energy and you don't catch the wave. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And sometimes you realize like, man, that was a really good wave. And you didn't put forth any energy and so yeah. you didn't catch it. But the thing that's really interesting is you have absolutely no control over when these opportunities are coming your way. Yeah. But the one thing that you do know is no matter what, even if it takes forever, there's another wave coming. Whew. That was fire. So when you missed the wave of professional <laughs> surfing. <laughs> At That's age a good 15. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The wave was the wave missed me. Yeah. <laughs> the wave, yeah, yeah. The, the professional surfing world is missing out. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. So when that pivotal moment happened at 15, yeah. Yeah. from an identity standpoint, yeah. where did you sort of shift? Well, you know, I mean, I uh it's funny, like I never I kind of there pretty soon, I mean, I that was sort of my biggest biggest like lofty pipe dream was to like be in the surf industry and uh and or be a professional surfer 
but I've been playing music and like kind of knew in the back of my head, like I wanted to be a musician and that's what was probably going to happen. Um, that's an interesting, yeah, that's yeah, an that, interesting thing. Yeah. I mean, I, I you know, I well, always, I had like the things that I sort of was where I would be able to like achieve a flow state and like kind of shed all of my anxieties and like neuroses as a kid, which I had a lot of, uh, were like, this is so corny, but like while I was surfing and like, while while I was playing music, you know, uh, and, uh, it, but it, I would say it wasn't until college that I really sort of like g- gained some confidence in my, um, uh, in my musicianship, I guess. Did you uh, play? So I have two questions. One, sure. your high school is riddled with musicians. I mean, yeah, a, lot of musicians. a ton of musicians came yeah. out of that high school. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. And additionally, I played music growing up mm-hmm. and I was not nearly as, you know, talented as, as you are at music, but I was incredibly confident. And so we played all over the Sunset Strip, my band. Uh, oh, for real? All over the, like from the age of, 14, we played the Roxy, we played the House of Blues, we played the Key Club, we Uh played the Whiskey, but every club on the Sunset Strip. And it was was an unbelievable scene though at that time in LA. Like the music scene was amazing. That was like the thing to do on a Friday night was Uh go see a high school band. Yeah, 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 Um, yeah. yeah. There was a band from your school called The Outline. Uh, Mm. Grand Fink was the lead singer. I'm a little bit older than you, but uh, they were older than me. Uh And they were incredible and they would get together and play shows. I remember going to see Rooney out like- Oh yeah, of course. Yeah, it's like- Speaking of the OC, they have a little cameo. So were you, did you play any live shows? Yeah, Uh, no. So it's funny, like the, (laughs) my high school had a very like prestigious jazz program uh, that I was a part of, but I never really jived with, the system then, (laughs) uh, you know, like I never really felt like I totally fit into the, I I don't know, the, the, the vibe of the jazz program at at Crossroads. Um, I mean, I, I loved all the people who were in it and I had a lot of friends in, in the program and stuff, but my real, uh, I, the, the sort of music catharsis feeling that shedding of, anxiety feeling came from when I would play original music and play shows and stuff. And it was sort of, I I was weirdly like kind of secretive about it. I wasn't so, you know, I didn't go around to everyone at school being like, Hey, come to my show, come to my show, come to my show. Um, Cause you know, in high school you kind of, you want to be like, you want to be chill, you know, you want to be the guy who, doesn't do anything, but like also does everything, yeah, you yeah. know? Also, uh, was that just in high school or is that still now? <laughs> yeah, like, I was like, wow, I need to uh, change every my life. Day, every day yeah, I'm yeah, still yeah. trying to be like casually no. cool. <laughs> yeah. It's like, yeah. I have a YouTube channel and a podcast and I just bought a surfboard. <laughs> yeah. Dude, you're, you know what? You're making all the right moves. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah these you. are good decisions. So yeah. did you um, identify more as surfer or musician in high school? I, like, honestly, man, I, 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 sorry, I'm kind of going yeah, all over the place with right. this question, but like, I, I really identified as, as like a funny guy, as like a class clown. That was really my Did you do thing. theater or drama or no, anything like no, that? No, no, no acting. Just like how hard can I make everyone laugh in class or like at mm-hmm. the lunch tables? Mm-hmm. Um, I was kind of fr- like, I was friends with everybody, kind of moved around to a lot of different groups, but I didn't really have, I always felt a little bit, um, isolated because I wasn't 
entrenched in one group. I was a bit of like a floater. Um, excuse me. Um, and I don't know. I, I, that, that, that was where I found that I, I got the most sort of feedback like we were talking about and where I, where I had the most confidence, I, I guess, you know, I, I, I was able to use the class clownery as a way to, uh, have people not ask questions. Interesting. You know what yeah. I mean? Yeah. They would just kind of laugh and then move on. And that I felt comfortable in that, you know? Um, and what, what were you avoiding in terms of the questions? Like, was it like you didn't want to, uh, I didn't want, you know, honestly, I feel like in high school, it was sort of, it was uncool to have passions and, and interests, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. you know, uh, it was cool to just want to socialize, you know, and have that be your passion. Like how popular can I become? Yep. Uh, but without being too, you know, like literally like we were saying, like, uh, and I don't know that, that was definitely my, I think, especially if you weren't like excelling at something. And Uh I think that was always my, um, concern. Like when I was growing up, I was really into, um, drama. Like I, Mm -hmm. I wanted, I wanted to act and, uh, yeah, and I I did a ton of plays. Mm -hmm. Even my brother and I, when we were young, we did commercials Really? Um, and my brother had an agent that I kind of tacked onto and, um, he, that's cute. Yeah. And like we, we did, we did a Hanes commercial, which was super fun. And like we did, we did some acting you stuff. You got to have your we, bro on the podcast. We've had him on. We've had him on. Oh, okay. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Great. It's a good episode. Yeah. Oh yeah, my God. It's a really fantastic that. episode. That's great. Um, but yeah. And, and, uh, both of us, I think really wanted to act. Uh-huh. And as I got to high school, like, especially the high school I went to, like there was a lot of really good actors. Mm-hmm. And I remember I was just like, this isn't gonna, like that same emotion where it was like, you're making decisions based on what's gonna make you popular. Yeah. And I was like, that <laughs> is not gonna make me popular. Yeah. And it's one of my biggest regrets is not mm. pursuing, even like not to become a actor, but yeah. just to express myself in that way. High school, like there were so many opportunities to act mm-hmm. and I didn't take a single one of them. Once I got to high school, I just stopped it immediately. I was just like, that's not what the seemingly cool kids do. They yeah. play basketball and football. And so right. I guess right, I got to right, right. play sports now. I yeah, felt that way. You know? like, totally. Lacrosse for me was a safe identity as a high school student. Interesting. It was like, if I just pick that route, even though I'm five, six and 130 pounds, yeah, yeah, yeah. like, why don't I just be an athlete? Cause <laughs> right. that's a cool identity. Right. Totally. And dude. for me, like I stuck to that. And then it wasn't until I didn't get recruited to play college lacrosse uh-huh. that like later in my high school life, I was like, Oh, wait a minute. I need to like, become a person. I need to like find yeah. some other identities here yeah, that yeah, have yeah. some substance and like that totally, I enjoy. Totally. But it is yeah. interesting like how you make those decisions as a high school student. I mean, mine literally like you, you replace lacrosse with uh you know t- ra- razor scootering on like <laughs> the desk, you know, and like jumping off and trying trying to make the teacher not notice you're doing that. Like that's literally what I was doing, you know. I was trying to be funny. Um but yeah, I mean, I think uh I don't know. I, I, it wasn't until I got to college that people were like, oh, cool. Like you surf and play music. Well, cause you went to college on the East coast. Yeah. Yeah. So you were Cal California kid. I, I was definitely, yeah, yeah, I like yeah. brought a skateboard to yeah. college and everything. Yeah. Skateboard. That was another thing too. I like was j- equally passionate about <laughs> skateboarding and still am. Um, but, uh, yeah, man, I mean, I definitely, I was like, oh wow. Okay. People are 
interested in people who are interesting and like have things that they do in real life. This is what it's like. Um, I guess I can do these things and like be proud of them. Um, and, uh, that, so that was, that was definitely, uh, a, a good wake up call. I feel like when I get, when that was, that was like one of my biggest realizations when I got to college. I also sure. think the college you went to is probably very accepting of, mm-hmm. which is Wesleyan. Yeah. And, um, Wesleyan, it probably, it might've been different going to like ASU or some like big, sure. like sports football yeah, school. Yeah. Cause I, well, I, the Wesleyan football program is okay, yeah, blowing it. up. Okay. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> it's huge. How, it's how huge. dare you assume? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. 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 We're going to jump from D3 <laughs> yeah. to D1. Right. <laughs> two years tops. So I, I went to, uh, UC Santa Cruz, which uh-huh. is, yeah, yeah, it's, it's the Wesleyan of the West. Uh, yes. <laughs> yes. Yes. That's not what they call it. But, um, <laughs> Uh, it says yeah. that on a plaque, right? Yeah, of the, school. the Wesleyan. But also, everyone gets like a that. very like art. It's it's basically arts, science, and surfing. That's what UC Santa Cruz uh-huh. is, which is like a really interesting place to go. Yeah. Um, but it finally was a place where I was given the permission to um, immerse myself into like film and get mm. back into the arts because I think just you get that moment in college to like redefine yourself. Yeah. Because you get out of the high school bubble where you had an identity that you're like stuck with Mm -hmm. quote unquote Mm -hmm. like it or not like it you're kind of like that is who you are in high school um then you go to college you get a moment to redefine yourself Mm -hmm. so do you feel like there was some of that when you went to wesleyan that you kind of were able to to move out of that like class clown yeah i mean i think that i it was able to morph in a healthy way uh in in a way where I could still, cause I mean, I n- naturally for me, I like communicate with people by, you know, laughing and like making them laugh and stuff. Yeah. Um, I would do like a silly face or something to try to make you guys laugh right now, but, uh, I'll just keep going with what I'm saying instead. Uh, <laughs> but, uh, yeah, man, I mean, I think that it kind of morphed into just another piece of me as opposed to, um, something that was, you know, just the the only piece of me, you know? Um, Did you sink into a more singular friend group? I kind of did. This is really like, I'm, I'm, you're opening up some, uh, yeah. I've, it's time I, to fire Dr. Gillette. Yeah. 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 Who's yeah, this yeah, Dr. Gillette? Yeah. yeah, that's right. Yeah. Yeah. Can we put like an ad up yeah. for, yeah. We'll have you here every week. Yeah. 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 Colin and Samir MD. Yeah. Um, but yeah, no, I mean, I, I, uh, th- I what, what was your question? <laughs> did you sink into a more singular friend? Yeah, 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 I, d- I did. Honestly, uh, I had a band, uh, that, I mean, I played in bands my, my whole life, like in high school and stuff. But again, they were sort of outside of my identity. Like once I got to school, it was like something I sort of moonlit as, mm-hmm. you know? Um, and so it, yeah, in college, I definitely, my friends became, I was more honest, honest with my friends, you know, uh, in high school, I think I was a little bit, not, not with all of my friends in high school, but with, with, uh, with some of them, I think I was very, uh, I hid behind this sort of facade of the class clownery stuff. Um, and, and then when, when I was, when I got to college, I definitely felt like I could be uh like we were saying like i i I, the feedback i i could get feedback from like Mm. these new friends in college who shared my interests and who who wanted to 
it, it, it kind of went from it was like the the most passionate and interested uh people like at school were, were the ones who people gravitated towards you know um so i think that i i wanted to be be one of those people honestly and and um like express myself and uh have passions outside of razor scootering on desks yeah um yeah you had mentioned earlier that your confidence built as a musician when you're in college mm-hmm, is that largely mm-hmm. due to that friend group yeah i th- i think for sure like th- i my they appreciated what the stuff i was creating and the original music that i was making also i don't want to like rag on my friends from high school who are great well and who i love well <laughs> actually yeah, fuck yeah if you're, them. If you're do it, uh, do it here. <laughs> no, no no i mean i think honestly it was it was me like i was the one i don't know like they very well may have been like receptive to my um to what i was doing musically like on my own outside of jazz band uh and i was just too afraid to like be vulnerable and, sh- and show that stuff to them um Whereas like the second I got to school, I like the first time I like played music in a sort of like group band setting with people. Uh, everyone was like, oh, that was great. That was really fun. I got like a lot of positive feedback, you know? Um, Wait, were you guitar guy like freshman year in the dorms? Was I guitar guy freshman year in the Do you dorms? Know what I'm ta- you know what I'm of, talking of about? Of course. Guitar guy, guitar guy course. shows yeah. up with a guitar you're in a dorm with all these people you haven't met. Yeah. Guitar guy walks in, plays banana pancakes. Right, Everyone right, is right. just locked into guitar mm-hmm, guy. And you're mm-hmm. like, I was so jealous of guitar guy. <laughs> He's a good friend of mine, but I was yeah. really jealous. Dude, you could have been guitar guy. No, I no, couldn't. Can't no, be. no, I couldn't have. Yeah, are, you, are you tone deaf, Colin? Yeah, I'm off rhythm all the time. We talked about I, this on uh, I wish I could sing. Time. I can't. It runs my family. We're yeah. a terrible oh, musician. We yeah. aired this out one time on the podcast. Oh, Colin sings a lot when we're in the car together okay. to songs. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I've never, I, I'd never said it He's to never him, heard anything he, like it. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, it's really bad. Yeah. It's, well, you could just uh, say uh, you're like doing something a little outside the box. It's like, right. an, it's a performance art piece. Sure. That's what you should, honestly, I would take that angle if I were you. Okay, so you wore two words, auto-tune okay so i'm a surfer yeah you're a and, surfer uh, now i'm a musician that's right great yeah, yeah so you weren't guitar guy i you know i wasn't really again i think i what when it came to like socializing in a group i definitely still went funny person i would say i didn't really i was never like oh yeah that's a good point man it reminds me of this song <laughs> that i know you know uh I, I and also like I, I would sort of save the guitar playing for when I was like al- alone, sort of. Still, I yeah. feel like I, I I definitely didn't like break it out in in a in a group in the in the freshman dorm. But respect to the guitar guys. Out I there, feel like Samir's respect. a big like break out the guitar guy. Yeah. <laughs> right. Uh, okay. <laughs> like if you got it, it's like that's uh, a big claim. That's a big yeah. claim. Right? Yeah. If you got it, I'll play yeah, it. If you got there it, it is. Yeah. yeah. If you there got it, it I'll play it. If someone's like, like Samir plays guitar, he's like, uh, okay. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah okay. Yeah. Right, that's right. true. That's true. Bo- right. Both me and my brother are like that. We're like, typically you ask us to perform, like you ask someone to perform and they go, no, 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 no. Yeah. 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 And him and I do that part as performance, uh, right. but it takes, you know, one more ask and we're like, yep, let's do it. Sure. Samir's anchorman of you. Samir's brother writes poetry. Yeah, and oh, it yeah. takes like just the beginning of a request, and he's like, "Yeah, yeah, yeah. okay." <laughs> if he if he hears the letter P, yeah, he's yeah, already yeah. like reciting a poem. Yeah, <laughs> uh, that's so, really funny. That's so cool. when you were in college at this point, 
you had already kind of let go of the surfing dream. Was there a moment where you- <laughs> Or had I. Okay, or had <laughs> Was there a moment that happened that made you realize like, oh, okay, I'm not going to be a professional surfer? Well, I mean, I, to be honest, like I think that I- it's like a kid who like plays basketball yeah. in school oh, and I, is yeah. is good, but, and it's like, you know, if I like tried a little hard, if I just, just woke up a little earlier, played a little harder, I could be in the NBA. You know, everyone kind of thinks that it was sort of like that for me with surfing, honestly. Uh, it was definitely never like a realistic dream. And I right. kind of knew that always in the back of my mind, like yeah. knew that. Um, but yeah, I mean, I, I think when I went to college, I was like, well, I'm not surfing competitively anymore, but maybe I could be a free surfer instead. Like that's maybe like where my mind went. I was like, okay, well, if all this, if this music stuff doesn't work out, I can just fall back on the surfing <laughs> so, uh, these, these yeah, are like yeah. out of this world thoughts for yeah, me. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> You're like, wow, is this real life? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, I was always jealous in high school of mm. the all the surfers at my high school also played water polo, which was a oh, big, uh-huh. big yeah, yeah, sport yeah. Uh, yep. growing up in LA. Yep. And somehow, morning to night, mm-hmm. their hair was always wet. Mm. And it was like cool. It was like sea salty kind of like, anyway, let's move. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, we could dig into that a little yeah, deep. Yeah. That's, that's another podcast. Okay. Though, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. So you, Water did you hair. shift to like while you're in college, going through college, yeah. in your mind, are you like, I'm going to come out of this and become a musician? Hmm. That's a good question. Uh, probably, yes. I would say yes. <laughs> I think that <laughs> like it. I knew that it was the only thing thing that I liked to do. <laughs> uh and I don't I, I I never really yeah, I mean now that I think about it, I never really had any question that that would wouldn't be like what I would do. I if it, it felt very natural for me to um just make that my focus, make performing and recording my focus cuz tr- truly the thing that makes me the happiest and where I find the most flow is is in the studio or on stage so um and i was like well, i don't really want to not do that so i'm gonna do it <laughs> and what yeah. about like the writing process like are you uh-huh. writing a lot of music and lyrics in college yeah a lot and what is it about <laughs> like what's the subject matter is it as comedic sort of there's a lot of yeah. like, comedic undertones now sure sure um i think so i think it wasn't until the end of college or like a, just post college that I became more lyrically focused. I think in college I was more focused on on the music because I was coming from honestly man like I didn't really I considered myself a guitar or and I still kind of do honestly. I'm I'm a guitar player first. Um, cause that's what I'm trained, you know, that's what I studied and not in, co- well, sort of in college, but not, it wasn't like my major or anything like that, but that was what I put my time into and practiced. Um, so everything, and t- to this day, my songs pretty much like 90% of the time start with chord progression, mm-hmm. you know, um, they start with the music and in college, I, I, I was definitely of the mind that uh, lyrics didn't matter that much because uh, I personally at that time wasn't really listening to music for for the lyrics. Uh, 
I, I was listening for the melodies and what was, you know, what would like stick in my head and, uh, what wouldn't. And, uh, the guitar sounds and, uh, like chord progressions and things like that. Um, and yeah, it wasn't until I, I don't know what, when the shift was exactly, or like what, if there was a catalyst for it, but once I was, you know, probably 2021, I was like, Oh wait, lyrics actually do have (laughs) importance and meaning. And I, and, and I think that, you know, naturally, I've all my, if you go back and listen to my songs from college, uh, there are, you're going to notice a lot of similar themes and, you know, comedic undertones, a sense of humor to, to stuff. But also I could point out a a bunch of songs where the lyrics are pretty random and pretty generic. Um, whereas now I, I, well, I'll, I'll put it this way. Like I heard a, a Frank Ocean interview once of a, a really old one where he said melody should come. You, you should go with the thing uh, that comes to you instantaneously with melody and lyrics should be worked on and mm-hmm. labored over. Um, and I think that that's really true. Uh, the instinctual, uh, aspect of the music and the melody of a tune are sort of like the most primal I think like that's what you react to mm-hmm. sort of unknowingly and subconsciously whereas the lyrics are things that are a little bit more literal and like a little bit more tangible um so th- so they there's room for them to be like thought out you don't want to like li- uh I, I I don't think it's a it's good practice to like really hammer a, totally. a melody, you know, mm-hmm. and like yeah. uh, get into it too too deeply. I um, remember um, when first and foremost, when I was in seventh grade and in mm-hmm. a band, yeah, uh, our biggest inspiration was Blink One Eighty Two, of sure, course, as yeah. ever, Blink One Eighty Two and Green Day, um, and I we would write chord progressions that we loved, mm-hmm. and then drum beat, like we just put the song together, mm-hmm. uh, and then we just quickly would whip up lyrics about breaking up like breakups, Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. although none of us had been in relationships yet. Mm -hmm. (laughs) We were already singing about relationships Mm -hmm. ending. Um, But when we got a little bit older and we started working with some musicians uh, who actually now are in a band called Group Love, um, which is super cool. They went to my high school and they were like, they were in my brother's grade. And so they kind of like my brother bridged the gap and we Uh got to go record with them and and watch how they did it. We, We would write my Cor- God, little Samir yeah, must have been was, freaking out. Oh, I was freaking out because yeah. they, they were in a band at the time, high school band that I was like a huge fan of. Mm-hmm. And uh, one of them had a recording studio at his house. So we, we would go over there and we would play our chord progression. And then two of the guys would hum a melody mm. over it. And it was totally different from the melody we wrote, but it was so much better. <laughs> and they were like, you should sing along this. Like Line. this is, this yeah, is yeah, the yeah. melody that you should sing along yeah, yeah, to. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it was the first time I had learned kind of the layers of creation and yeah. and being a little bit more uh, slow in the process. Mm. And that process is actually something that now we do a lot in video making. Sure. Like with Colin and I, when we, when we make a video, the first iteration of the video, uh, we always call it laying down a track. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Which literally means like we're going to go and we have a baseline script and we're going to record that, that script. Yeah. That then goes into a timeline, which then 
layers and layers get built on top of it and it gets words get shifted around and words get added and like the script gets changed to the point where the final form of the video yeah. is a bunch of stuff layered on top of that bass track. Uh, and I find it really similar in music where sure. you kind of lay down this bass where you're like, I like this chord progression and yeah. then you hum along to it mm -hmm. and then the lyrics come mm -hmm. and then the, you know, additional sounds come on top of it. And sure, so sure. the creation process from what I remember of recording music is extremely similar to yeah. that of making a video. Yeah, that's fascinating. I mean, not to blow smoke uh, too much, but I think your guys, you you had there is a sort of rhythmic musical quality to your videos. I I, mm -hmm. I feel like it's very very unique. Like I feel you have a style that's like equivalent to a band having a sound. I I think so. You know, wow, wow, that's big kudos. That's the coolest thing anyone's ever said <laughs> about us. Yeah, Interview I appreciate over. that. Won't get better than <laughs> yeah. that. Uh, no, man, but yeah, totally. I think that I, that that, that uh, that style of of uh, building something creative, like that tracks overall mediums for sure. What were some of your influences that you were pulling from hmm. musically? Musically. Uh, gosh, a lot of different stuff. Uh, the Smiths, Radiohead. Okay, I get it. Uh-huh. I, I get But also who, who you, like Simon and Garfunkel, uh, little like Led Zeppelin here and there. Um, the kids in high yeah. school who liked Radiohead. Mm-hmm. I, so I never really, were really like, cool and a little pretentious. Oh, for yeah. sure. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I, but I was never, I, like it wasn't until uh, I didn't really totally get it until I was, Actually, no, I was about to say See, that language, so that language, now you have to say it. No, but that language, Henry, is the language that people would use at my high school, yeah, which yeah, is yeah. like, I, I listened to Radiohead and I was like, this is, this is not good. And they're like, oh, you just don't get yeah, it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. What yeah, is there yeah. to get? The sound isn't great. Right, right, right. But then as you get older, you, 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 realize, you get it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah. But right, I didn't exactly. understand that in high school. Sure. I was like, what are you talking about? Get it. Yeah. <laughs> You have you heard? I, have yeah, you yeah. heard this Blink One Eighty Two song? It's so good. <laughs> There's nothing to get. It's just yeah. good. It's just good. You yeah, don't yeah, have to yeah. get it. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, man. I don't know. I mean, I think my my dad was uh, the the one who really like exposed me to um, all sorts of different music from a very very young age, and he's an he's a an amazing musician too in his own right. And uh, yeah, he pretty much whatever he put on, I was like, oh, this. If my dad likes this, that means oh, it's cool. good. Yeah. Um, so we had like a Smiths compilation. And I'm, I'm going back to like high school times now, middle school. But he had like a Smiths compilation in the car and a Simon and Garfunkel compilation in the car. And that's pre I just list literally like listened to those on repeat for probably 10 years. <laughs> Got it. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I feel like there are some songs on Nito that have your debut album that have like a 50s and a little bit of like a surf rock vibe uh -huh. to them. Yeah, yeah, like, yeah. What's so, the song like? Alive, alive annoyed. annoyed. Yeah. Uh huh. Uh, pause to hear five seconds of Alive Annoyed. Okay. Uh, <laughs> the uh, yeah. I mean, I, 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 I. That's sort of like the other side of things. I like. I love uh, like female bubblegum, female led like bubblegum pop from the fifties. Um, I love like 
country music, early country music from like the fifties and sixties, like Patsy Cline and Loretta Lynn and a lot of like a lot of female uh, musicians in that uh, arena, like are really huge influences on me. How do you discover those as an influence? I always find it interesting Mm -hmm. when you like when musicians are interviewed and they Mm -hmm. pull what seem like these totally obscure Mm -hmm. influences. And you're like, do you just, do you listen to that much music? And I guess you do because you're a musician. You know, that's a really good question. It's sort of, it's, it's kind of like when, uh, (laughs) I I couldn't even, I kind of like black out when I'm like (laughs) discovering you, I couldn't even tell you. It just sort of like pops up out of nowhere. And it's like something I connect with. From what I remember, cause I was, I was pretty obsessed with music when I was uh, in high school. Mm -hmm. I would spend a lot of time. I thought it was so cool to discover something that no one else knew. Right. Mm -hmm. Like that was like a, it, you were, it was like a gem if you found a band that like, sure. your friends didn't know about. Um, and I would spend a lot of time on Kazaa and uh, mm. LimeWire. Oh, yeah. Because yeah. people would basically, again, if, you, if you're watching this and you don't know what those are and you didn't spend any time on that, like uh-huh. that was our adolescence. That was oh, a yeah. huge part of our adolescence. Huge. Starting with Napster and then going Napster into- Napster would go down, yeah. you'd get Kazaa. Kazaa would go down, you'd <laughs> Lime get LimeWire. <laughs> So these Wait, were like, Kazaa I've never heard of. Really? Yeah, yeah no, I don't know. We're, we're older than you. Yeah, yeah, yeah so you're Kazaa, a little older, yeah. Kazaa, LimeWire was my shit though, for sure. You would download, so basically Kazaa was like file sharing. So people okay. would share their music through yeah. file sharing. It's the same thing as LimeWire. Okay. Yeah, yeah but just you could right. search name. like a genre of music because people were just naming these files things and they would come in like a zip file. You would unzip it and have a bunch of music in it. So you could look like, pop punk compilation or like alt rock compilation. Mm-hmm. And so you discover like music. And that's what I remember as I'd spend a ton of time on those sites, just looking for um, music that no one had ever heard before. So mm. I could be the one to come to school and be like, check this, check out. this out. Yeah yeah, yeah. yeah. I remember someone came to school with the Mars Volta one day and it was oh, like everyone, that was a huge discovery. Yeah, right? yeah, yeah. And that's then there was like one. the rapture and like all these other, <laughs> and it was like, People were just coming in with these bands and oh like, my God. you was, were painting a picture. I can, li- I know, you, you exactly know exactly the time. what you're talking yeah, about. Yeah, the era. Yeah. It's so funny because for like me, like, clear. Yeah. meanwhile, on the East Coast, yeah. I'm like listening to Dave Matthews Band, OAR, <laughs> and like, okay, you know what? And like, that's, this so guy serves for Sunset, thing, you know? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> wow, this just got really pretentious. Sunset local. Uh, yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah, we're trying to be alien right. as many people as we can. Yeah, uh, yeah exactly. Uh, this is our friendliest and rudest right. podcast. Yeah. Yeah. at the same time. <laughs> um, no, but I, it's funny you say that actually because like d- <laughs> I remember like when I came to college, uh, a lot of my friends who were from the East Coast, like they loved Red Hot Chili Peppers and uh, like Dave Matthews Band and like these bands that on the West Coast were because they're from the West Coast. Right. So they're not like- yeah. Uh, they're not gems in the same way that they are to like people from the East Coast. And they had, it's like, we're in California. We don't need to listen to a song that's like California, you know, whatever. Uh, And uh, so I was like, oh my God, it's so lame that you listen to Red Hot Chili Peppers. Like, oh, you know, to them. Uh, But then I would be like, oh dude, like this fuck it. Like, you know, check out this like, you know, LCD. Yeah. Like LCD sound Mm -hmm. system or like even like a Wu-Tang like compilation or like, I would be like, Oh, check this out. They're like, you're listening to Wu-Tang's greatest hits. Like (laughs) you are the lamest person of all (laughs) time. But there was no Uh, Spotify. So it's not uh like music discovery wasn't, um, it was like the radio and compilations and burn CDs. Right. I have a ton of burn CDs from kids at, 
at high school who would oh, be like, yeah. dude, I made this mix. Like, yeah. was, like literally mixtapes that you would put on in your car and that's how you discovered new music. Yeah, I mean, my friend Mel. Uh, shout who, out Mel. Shout, shout out, huge yeah. shout out to yeah. Mel. Uh, they played bass in my band in high school and their taste in music was so, so good. And yeah, I mean, my my most prized mixed CDs from those days were were from Mel for sure. And they yeah. had like, I don't even know, like um, uh, early like Major Lazer and yeah, like yeah. early Jens cool. Lechman. I don't know if you know oh, him. Oh, Jens Lechman. Yeah, so yeah good. one of the goats. I feel incredibly uh, lame for not knowing yeah. Jens, don't know Jens Lechman. Lechman. I feel like you guys are messing with There's me. That's a song. real no, name. No, it's, no, no, it's real. a song yeah. by Jens Lechman that's so good. Yeah, he's fire. Um, yeah, that, and, that was such a cool era of, of sharing. Like, I feel like it would be so rad right now with, uh-huh. with how much content there is, mm-hmm. how much you're consuming on a daily basis mm-hmm. for like a buddy to hand you a, I don't know what they would hand you, a flash drive of like a bunch of videos yeah. that they just curated for you. That yeah. like, I think you would like these. And you you pop it in and you just don't know what's coming next. Sure. And that was so cool about CDs is you didn't know what was coming next uh, when someone handed you a mixtape. Mm-hmm. And a lot of times because you couldn't just so rapidly change things, you mm-hmm. put in a CD, that was the CD you were listening to. Yeah. And, and a lot of CDs and albums were structured start to finish. Yeah. Like you listen from track one to, to track 13 or track 10. Yep. Um, and I remember like, I wouldn't even know the names of the songs. I'd just be like, dude, track two is so good. You know, yeah, I'm like, yeah, you totally. would have that, that relationship with um, the music that was, that was more curated by either your friend or curated by the artist and how uh-huh. they wanted you to consume it. Yeah. Now everything is much more on the listener or the consumer side, yeah. making the decision on how they want to consume your uh, music. For sure. I, that, that's a, that's a great way to put it. And I, I, I do think though it is that, that element of, um, I mean, it's still, like you said, it is, it's still up to like the listener who, you know, or, or the, cons- it's like consumer to consumer sharing, but right. I think the ethos of the mix CD is coming back a little bit with like playlists on Spotify. Totally, yeah. Um, yeah. Discover hmm. weekly for me is yeah. unbelievable. Every Monday I'm like, Ooh, I can't wait to see what they put together for me. Yeah. That's like totally. a great yeah. function. Like Super I, great function. It's, it's awesome. Yeah. Uh, and it's also really, that's one of the best things that Spotify does for emerging artists too because right. like that's what you i mean talk like has all of its plays from discover work weekly oh, wow. stuff interesting um, yeah because it's like one of the algorithmic playlists yeah um so yeah i mean and then you know i, I like i definitely find that it's a, a i find expression um in creating playlists on spotify like i, I mm. have a playlist uh called good job playlist that i update really frequently on Spotify. And that's where I kind of show people like the, the music that I'm listening to and like what influences the music that I put out. And, um, I, I, I think it, and it, it tends to be really eclectic. Um, and, uh, you know, it'll jump from like a John Fogarty song to like a Flo Millie song or something, you know, it's like all over the place. And I think that that comes from, the mix CDs that I listened to, like when I was a kid, you know, it, it would be a, a Wu Tang song and then like uh, Phantom Planet or something, oh, you know, Planet. it was like all over the yeah. place. Uh, so, yeah, yeah. When you look at your album, mm-hmm. Nito, is there a mix of eclectic influences or was there like a singular sort of influence? Yeah. Um, 
You know, I think with albums, man, they they're so uh, expansive and cover sort of such a wide range of your life's experience, and they are an, are an expression of years and years of things that you've accumulated. So I think because of that, it is a pretty eclectic mix of of influences. I I think though that like we were saying with the uh, sequencing thing for me, Nito is definitely a, uh, an album that I want people that I think the optimal experience of Nito is listening to it tracks one through 13, like in order. Um, but within that ride, it sometimes feels like it's on shuffle, I think, because the songs do jump up and down in, in tone and energy and, uh, subject matter and, and stuff, uh, you know, in, in almost like a manic way. Mm -hmm. And that's sort of how I experience life. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, so there's, you know, I, I, I also, for the album, I think that there's sort of two sides of things like, uh, or they're, 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 the the songs kind of like exist on a spectrum, I guess. It's like some are anxiety songs and then others are like nostalgia, melodrama, euphoria kind of songs, right? And each one kind of like lands on someplace on that spectrum, but I never want to go two songs in a row that like hits the same spot on the Mm, spectrum, mm. you know, Mm -hmm. if that makes any sense, I'm getting kind of a a little bit acid trippy right now, but, (laughs) uh, the, uh, you know, so like a song like John, the dog, the first song on the record, which is more of a deep cut and probably falls closer to the anxiety side, uh, has to be followed to me by something like 13 besties. That's a little bit more, uh, out like sort of on the face cheeky and fun and like maybe a little like nostalgic or uh you know has has some um uh it's it's le- it's less like um for lack of a better word like deep or or profound on the mm-hmm. surface you have to dig a little deeper to like h- hear any to 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 recognize like any profundity in the in that tune are those all real people in because <laughs> I've, I've you name asked that yeah, yeah you name root, one, like you a, name a names lot. yeah I name names baby uh <laughs> uh no they're not they're 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 all made up sadly dark uh, <laughs> <laughs> but, but that's also that's also like how the album begins with John the dog yeah it's no like, no no that's true ooh yeah, yeah it's yeah, such yeah, like an I I find that like the album is such and a lot of your music is such like an intimate exploration of your own head yes mm-hmm. and thank you. I imagine you, it, it, it feels like it's an exploration that you can only do if you're spending significant amounts of time by yourself. That's definitely true. And <laughs> I say that yeah, man. someone who like has spent a lot of time by myself. Yeah. And I think it's interesting, like to hear you explore the intimacies of your own mind makes me feel less alone when I listen to it. Cause it's like, oh, here's someone else who like sits with their own thoughts the way that I feel like I do. Uh, yeah, man, I think that we're kindred spirits in that way. For That's sure. all I'm saying. <laughs> <laughs> uh, the I think uh, you know I, I, I th- there's something to 
a, a song about being lonely that harps on being lonely and talks about it, but the fact that it exists makes you feel less lonely, you know? And th- those are the tunes that I love the most, you know? Like there's the uh, Smith's lyric. I think that, wait, crap, what song is it in? Shit, I forget. Um, uh, it's that song. Can I look it up real quick? Yeah, so yeah let me ask sure. you uh, some other questions. Yeah. Or talk I mean, about I, some. So uh, an- another thing is just that Henry's, uh, the music videos, I would urge you guys to check out his music uh, videos. Because yes. one thing that I love about um, your art is that you do music videos. Not yeah. all artists do music videos for like almost <laughs> every song. Uh, and that. I don't know. There's, there's something so cool and nostalgic for me about the music video mm-hmm. and it mm-hmm. brings so much context to the music. Um, there's, there's a, there's a music video you actually shot in, um, our studio in downtown LA. Damn right. Uh, that was, thank you by the way. Yeah, for of course. Use the space. Uh, but it was super cool. It was like all these ice, uh, structures yeah. with like old relics from your past. Mm-hmm. Uh, and that added so much to the song. It was yeah. like so much context and me looking into like, oh, I kind of get where he's going with this song now through the music video. Totally, yeah, but good. those also have this mixed feeling sometimes of like, uh, like Colin said, like a journey through your own mind yeah. and a level of like darkness and light at the same time. Yeah, 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 yeah. I think, you know, I, I, I experience a lot of anxiety and, and uh, depression and have my whole life, but I also have always had uh, a sense of humor about everything, <laughs> you know? Like, I, I I, think it's important to laugh and to have, like, a smile sort of undercutting all the seriousness. And, like, that's, I think, what hopefully is happening on the album. Like, that sort of spectrum of where the songs land is is does have this layer of, like, undercutting uh, humor or like a wink underneath everything. And I, I try to make that come out in the, in the music videos too. It's like, you know, a mix of, uh, you know, me, the, the, or, or the, the concept being sort of funny or silly, but then I, I you have like a sort of visceral crazy performance, like in the midst of, of everything, like a very serious, intense performance. Um, it, for me, also sort of a side note: the the because my music is very insular, and I um, do it all by myself. I write it all by myself. Uh, the music video stuff, the video stuff, is a that's where I collaborate, um, and I really enjoy collaborating in that in that space. Uh, so, you know, like. Jack Coyne, Sydney Schleif, Ethan Young, my dad <laughs> directed a couple of the vid- videos for for this one. Shout Anna out Baker, your dad. big shout out to my dad. Uh, you know, th- th- those are people who who I love and who I really v- value the input of, and being able to sort of break out of my shell in this other medium is like a very valuable thing for me as a musician and it also like like you said i i I hope that the sort of points quote unquote of of the music videos is to um 
shed light, you know, on the song and sort of like have people get gain some new perspective on it. And for me, uh, th- that's kind of the point of it for me as well, you know, because I get to see other people's take on my song, you know, by having them directed and uh, have like their vision come across like in collaboration with with mine. So, yeah, huge shout out to all the music video directors. Yeah. So <laughs> I have a I have a question for you. I want to go down a, a path of like um, art as a career. Yeah, go down. Because one path. thing that we share is that we've taken something that we love to do Mm -hmm. and decided that's going to be the thing we do to make money. Yeah. I find that uh, I was, I was mentioning this to Colin um, that creativity um, oftentimes is, or creativity is one of the most unreliable and unpredictable resources there is. Mm -hmm. And when you commodify it, when you, when you decide to monetize it, a lot of times there's situations where it's like, be creative. Mm-hmm. Here's a check. Be creative. Yeah, yeah, and, yeah. And um, yeah. it's tough to know. Like, I can't tell you right now if I'm going to be creative next week mm-hmm. or not. Mm-hmm. There's days where I feel creative and there's days where I don't. Mm-hmm. And that brings a lot of stress when it, you rely on your own creativity for your income. Yeah. How does that concept play into, uh, I guess, your career as a musician? Where yeah. I, I think music's a little different because you can take a bit longer to develop, you know, an album. Mm-hmm. Whereas for us with videos, it's like we're, yeah, we're cranking these things out, and definitely. a lot of times we're committing to advertisers to make sure we have a good creative idea. And then yeah. once you have one good creative idea, an advertiser's like, "Do that thing again." But for me, yeah, yeah, um, yeah. our art is very commercial. Yeah. Yeah, 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 totally. That's that's a that's an interesting balance and a and a tough one for sure. You know, I think the way I sort of think about it, honestly, nowadays in the, in the music industry is there's so much music coming out and it's so easy to access uh there's just an overwhelming surplus of of uh material out there and you know if from uh, other spaces too i mean the, the amount of entertainment that we have access to and like a click of a button is insane um but i think that the, you know so if if you were to be pessimistic about it you could say well then there's no point of me making art you know there's no point of me making music because how the hell would it ever cut through all this noise, you know? But I think an optimistic way of looking at it is this is actually the best time to be original and to do exactly what you want to do and listen to yourself only because literally there's no predictor. You can't be like, okay, this is the kind of music I'm going to make and that's going to guarantee that I'm going to break through. It's not. It's really random. So you might as well do what you want to do and make the music that you want to do and uh, be true to your heart and be true to what's like originally in you. Uh, so I try to focus on that. I think, you know, I I really don't think about what's going to be successful commercially or what's going to get the most plays or anything like that. I, I, because I, I know that that stuff in, in the music realm is, is totally arbitrary. Uh, so I, I just sort of like, I can't believe you dropped your <laughs> cup. God damn. So, <laughs> so I'm so sorry, Henry. I'm really yeah. so sorry. No, it's fine. Sorry let's, should we, just, uh, yeah. should we pick this up tomorrow? Yeah, let's, let's, let's take a couple hours. <laughs> Maybe take a walk. We'll come back. Yeah, I should yeah. probably, what? okay. Yeah, no, no, Colin, you should take off. Yeah. I, I guess. The, and scene. Yeah. <laughs> nice. Uh, no, but I, yeah, I mean, in all seriousness, like I, I, 
it's if if you if you're looking at it from a negative angle, it's the worst time ever to be a musician. <laughs> but if you look at it from a positive angle, it's you could think you could see the angle that it's the best time to be a musician. You know, uh, yeah, you got TikTok. Yeah, you got TikTok, man. Yeah. Come on, you got you got Charlie D'Amelio. <laughs> so, yeah, you know, you bring up the D'Amelios. I was thinking a lot about. <laughs> God's been waiting. waiting. Yeah, here we go. I've been waiting. Here someone go. brings up yeah. the D'Amelios. Yeah, 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 yeah. taking a huge <laughs> scroll. It's it's taking like forever. Yeah, yeah, yeah. To get there, notes. I'm glad we finally did. Good, good, good. Um, Dixie D'Amelio. Yeah, sure. Has that song? What is it called? Happy. Or it's like, I just don't want to be happy or whatever. Please don't pretend you don't know the uh, song. No, I, yeah, yeah. It's you called Happy. The song yeah. often. I'm not yeah. sure what the name is. Uh, it's called Happy. Yeah, big fan. Sure. Yeah. I mean, well, they drink Dunkin' Donuts. Yeah. Yeah. So I'm yeah. down for it. It's cool. But the thing about By that the way, song. Dunkin', let's just quickly. Yeah. Side note. Yeah. Not good coffee. Let's confirm. Uh, Objectively so, bad coffee. I'm going to have to go ahead and disagree. Wow. Yeah. Hot take. Uh, so I actually think there, uh, when I go to Dunkin', I get a regular coffee with cream and sugar. That's what I ask Okay, for. so that's where we differ. I don't do any, I can't do sweet coffee. Oh, you it's go straight up just yeah, black straight coffee. straight up black coffee. Okay, so then- So yeah, there we I, go. I, All right. I feel you. So now I've had the black coffee from Dunkin' Donuts. It is not very good. Yeah, yeah. Okay. But the coffee with cream and sugar, just the straight up coffee, cream and sugar, the ticket. It's But good. you spent time on the East Coast. Yes. So, yeah, oh, there yeah. we go. All right. Oh, yeah. What were so you the saying thing about, about the yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> So if, you, if you're thinking about commercial music, uh-huh. that song, Sometimes I Just Don't Want to Be Happy, Yeah, that's like as commercial as you can get. It's sure. right on the nose of just like, sometimes I'm sad, sometimes I'm lonely. Like right. there's just not much to it other than like this, the name of the song is the exact emotion. So I think, what, our, whereas also, with you, yeah. catchy, catchy tune. Great. Oh, I love it. I play yeah. it often. Oh, I good, think it's good. great yeah. pop Catchy music. Too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I, I think it's interesting because you, on the contrary, mm-hmm. will give two contradictory statements in your lyrics. Like you'll mm-hmm. say one thing and then you'll say the exact opposite. Yeah. Maybe another yeah. time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Which yeah. like the audience then has to infer potentially how you feel emotionally. Again, right. It's like you're exploring your own mind, but you're like just displaying it out there and then we have to explore it as well. It, totally. I mean, so what I'm saying is you're not Dixie D'Amelio. <laughs> an, easier way to say this is, an easier way to say this is you're not writing songs for Guitar Guy. Yeah. Guitar yeah. Guy is not walking yeah. into a dorm and playing some Henry Hill. No, no, no. no. I mean, I, maybe talk. Uh, yeah, maybe talk. no, I don't know. A guitar guy could, could, could take a, take a stab at one of my songs for sure. I'm definitely, shout out to guitar guy. <laughs> uh, but yeah, man, I mean, I don't know. I think that I have a lot of contradictory stuff going on in my head. So I, that's what I put out there really. And I, I think that uh, it's important to like, like we were saying the, or like you said, the, 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 when you, when you've had, you've had the experience of listening to a song and feeling less alone because the sentiment that you're feeling and you thought was just you, you know, you were the only one feeling is in that song too. It's like, Oh my God, like I have a friend in this, you know? And I hope people come away with, with that as well, because I, 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 or or they can see the two contradictory things and then make their own meaning out of it. You know, mm-hmm. I kind of, I want to, uh, ideally for me, a listener would hear a song and connect with the sentiment that I'm feeling and at the same time create their own feeling from the song. You know, I want people to be able to have like, their individual experiences with the music because 
everybody's different. I think it's like, quote, in, in, th- this is that <laughs> you know? concept of like the Radiohead kids being like, you don't get it. It's like there's some music and art that is incredibly active mm-hmm. uh, and that the artist wants to have a relationship with the person who's consuming it on the other side. Yeah. They're saying, let's engage in a conversation. Yeah. Right. Let me yeah. put out some music. You now, it's your job, quote unquote, mm-hmm. to receive it and come up with meaning and explore things and listen to it over and over again. And I remember songs like that, that I loved listening to the lyrics and finding something new and taking yeah. meaning into my own life. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I think a lot of pop music is very passive where it's mm-hmm. like, give me a really catchy melody that after one time I'm going to hear it, it's going to be in my head. Yeah. Give me easy lyrics that I can repeat. Yeah. Give me, you know, stuff that's not going to be too overwhelming for me. Like, yeah. don't, don't make me go into my head. Don't make me you know, go through my, my childhood yeah. in any way. But I think that that honestly though, I, you know, I don't, I'm not, I don't make any value judgment with, sure. with music. I, it, it's the, that, you know, not, not digging too deep into your own yeah. psyche and, and just hearing, a, hearing a song and having it sort of wash over you and make you feel good and be like comfort food is just as valuable as a song that makes you be like, Hmm, interesting. Let me think about this. And we, you know, I, I whatever, totally you know, agree. I think yeah, yeah, I totally they, agree. they both have their place for sure. Uh, and I'm interested in, in writing that kind of music too. Like I want to write all, I want to explore all different sides of, of, uh, of writing and, and of, uh, like, cause sometimes, man, I mean, I, I do write a song where I'm, where I'm not, where I'm like, I want this one to just be a tune, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, and not be th- something where I'm like being neurotic and introspective. Um, so, so yeah, I mean, there, there, there are a lot of different, a uh, lot of different directions to go with this old music thing. <laughs> so not only are there multiple you know, sides of you that come out in your music, but um, as an artist, there's multiple sides uh, of you when it comes to actually your art. And again, I mentioned I've, I've seen you act in some YouTube videos and then also saw you act in uh, Curb Your Enthusiasm. Mm-hmm. And I have to bring that up because it's, it's <laughs> one of, it's, I think it's a lot of people, it's, you know, a favorite show. Larry mm-hmm. David is, is unbelievable. And I think people on YouTube today even pull a ton of influence from Larry David and and his ability to make content from the mundane mm-hmm. uh, and and make comedy and make us all relate to something. Yeah. Oh, that's interesting. That's uh, interesting. And I think a lot of people on YouTube do Connection. it. I mean, again, we yeah. talked about Casey at the top of the pod. It's like the yeah. guy can make mowing his lawn interesting. Yeah. And if you look at Larry David, he's he did similar things. Yeah. Um. And so, I just want to know. Uh, I'm not going anywhere deep with this. I just want to know what the experience was like. And, yeah. Sure. And like what your relationship is to acting, because I find you to be a very talented actor and oh, I'm curious you. if you've explored that any further or have interest in exploring that. Yeah. Further. I mean, I, I, I do to some, to some degree. I don't, uh, I don't get the same flow catharsis feeling that I do from acting or that I do from music in, in acting. Uh, like when I've acted, uh, I do, I do, there, there's, there's a euphoria and that's like an, an ecstasy that I feel when I perform or like have a good day in the studio. That's pretty much unlike anything else. Um, and I don't really feel that when I act quite as much, it's, it's really fun. Like I would rather be doing that than doing something boring, but, uh, (laughs) It's not, I don't feel, I don't get the like artistic fulfillment totally 
from it, I don't think. But that that being said, I mean, I haven't, I'm not that experienced with it, really. Uh, like, I think maybe if I did it a little bit more and like kind of uh, treated it a bit more like as a craft, I might find a little bit more of a flow. Maybe if you had Stay. a better improv partner than LD. You know? <laughs> <laughs> Basically, I think what Henry's saying is like, get him a real actor to work with. Okay. No, no, no. Okay. Well, that, that experience was like unbelievably fun yeah. and amazing. And I couldn't be like more thankful to have been on the show. I mean, Curb is, you know, it's a masterpiece. It's one of the best shows of all time. I think also growing up in LA, Curb is like yeah. something that we all love. Cause like he goes yeah. to places we go to yeah, in no, LA. And that's like, true. That's and very that, true. That was very cool growing up here. Is to yeah, see yeah, something yeah. Like that. It definitely, I definitely had like a. I feel like I'm jumping into my TV screen like right, moment right. for sure. You know, uh, and uh, yeah, working with Larry was unbelievably fun, and I was really nervous. <laughs> and um, uh, you know, I uh, it, it was it was a surreal experience, honestly, uh, and. His, I mean, he, he, he's, he's a master. He's a comedic genius. Uh, his sort of energy on set and in a scene is, uh, it's, it's, it's like nothing else. I mean, it's, it's hilarious and like, couldn't be more fun to be around. Honestly, it was like a really, really fun experience. It was great. When you're on yeah. set with Larry, are you yeah. guys like riffing all the time in between? No, takes I mean, and stuff? like I, how does that look? I, 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 I had like a very t- tiny line. Um, so I, I wasn't doing much riffing with him or anything. He, he, in between takes, he, he practices, go- practice, practiced his golf swing a couple of <laughs> okay. times. Uh, you know, I, I, I know him too. Like he's a family friend. So, uh, we kind of, you know, we talked about like my mom and dad, and yeah, <laughs> like yeah. my brother and stuff. Uh, but, uh, but yeah, I mean, you can definitely fit, you definitely, I, I was sort of like, oh, I wish I was a better actor so that I could like really, uh, <laughs> like I could play his game a little bit sure, more. Like yeah. I, I definitely felt I was like, I don't want to, I'm not, what am I going to like, you know, start like building like a fake fire or something (laughs) like real, like improving like with Larry, you know? (laughs) Yeah. yeah, yeah. Just go like Uh, full improv. Yeah. Yeah. Right. I do think it's, it's interesting though. When I have interacted. (laughs) I'm like, hello Larry. (laughs) He's like, uh, like, too too far. Too far. I'm a chimney sweep. What are you doing? Yeah, <laughs> that would have been so inappropriate in the so scene that bad. you were in. So That's so inappropriate. Um, but I do find it like when you get to interact with someone who's at the top of their craft. Yeah, it's just so inspiring for you to be become that person. Like I, oh, yeah. I, whenever I've interacted with someone where I'm like, well, you're even if I'm not trying to be in that craft, you, right. I want to be this for my craft. Mm-hmm, you know, mm-hmm. I think that is a really cool thing. Yeah, so, you, th- sure. you think you could be that person for me from a surfing perspective? Dude, I legit, serious yeah. note, I go. will take you, I'll give you a surf lesson. No, but I'll go surfing with you whenever you want. Right, great. Don't worry about it. Yeah, okay. Yeah. 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 Right. Right. That too. would be very fun. Yeah, that would be that. fun. Yeah. Take you guys so, out. So you mentioned that the kind of like euphoria from performing, uh, like that, is that kind of like a one, in a one of its kind euphoria for you in your life? Like being mm-hmm. able to play music? Uh, yeah, it is. Where uh, I'm leading here. Yeah. It's a segue. Sure. 
because we're going to experience some of that euphoria ah, live on the show indeed. right now. Yes, we're going to get a Henry Hall exclusive acoustic performance right here on the Colin and Spirit yeah, podcast. I'm really not prepared. Okay. Not prepared at all. <laughs> <laughs> we got a guitar guy. What, the, what? <laughs> what could this be? <laughs> what is this little thing? so beautiful so what Maybe what song I, oh, <laughs> oh what song noise. are you gonna give us uh, uh well i was gonna let's see would you guys want one that's a little more upbeat and like outwardly funny what? like we were talking about is there about, like a single is it guy is it guy like is the guy's single? the single it's the single yeah 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 I there, think there, we do there's the some deep let's guys do the single too. okay i'll do the single yeah i can do a little well, guy. let's let's get this let's get the space set yes. up get the space yeah, set and, up, and sure. here we're gonna get a uh a exclusive acoustic performance off his latest album nido it's henry hall yeah baby we have the coolest <laughs> show in the world I, I mean i am just over the moon <laughs> an audience of two but the only two who I really care about. Yeah, there's a third person here. Oh, yeah, right. What's up, dude? Uh, okay, well, this song is about a guy who thinks he's right. And in explaining why he thinks he's right, he exposes why he's very wrong. It's called Guy. It goes like this. I'm a nice and funny guy Didn't mean to make you cry Now I feel so bad for making you feel bad I never meant to do Some kind of apology Cause I feel so bad for making you feel bad, honey I'd never do that on purpose I'm nice and I'm funny I'm a guy, 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 guy yourself into my shoes baby I write conscientious tunes plus I could never do something I mean malicious that's absurd are you impressed that I use that word so I would appreciate some kind of apology Cause I feel so bad for making you feel bad, honey I'd never do that on purpose, I'm a nice and a funny Guy, 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 guy Listen to yourself right now You sound like 
like you were just born Like you weren't, you are a big boy Time to fucking act like one All your logic sounds ridiculous So listen to me and You need to just sit right down and try But you won't Cause you're a guy, please I am the one who should be receiving an apology Cause you made me feel bad first According to chronology, baby Your story doesn't even add up Oh God, oh buddy Oh buddy But I get it cause you're a guy Guy There you go. Guy. But do you know banana pancakes? <laughs> <laughs> guitar guy. Another shout out to guitar guy, man. Come on. Yeah, that was incredible. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. There you go. All right, everybody go check out Henry Hall. You can check him out uh, everywhere on uh, social Henry Hall music. Yep. Also type his name into Spotify and just listen to Nito along with all of his other songs. Incredible music. Henry, thank you for coming on the show. Thank you guys so much. Thank you. Thank you for having me. That's it this week for the Colin and Samir podcast. We hope you guys really enjoyed this show. Again, it was a unique show for us and it was really fun. Both Colin and I are huge fans of music and not only just any music, huge fans of Henry's music and watching him play live in our studio was just an unbelievable experience. I hope you guys go stream Nito from Henry Hall. Go check him out across his social platforms. Leave a comment on some of his Instagram. Give him some support. He's an awesome musician and an amazing creator. So stay tuned. We have more guests coming on the podcast and we're also recording all of these on video. They are featured on our YouTube channel, which is the Colin and Smear podcast YouTube channel. You can just type in Colin and Smear podcast onto YouTube, uh, check it out and you can watch these episodes. You can also leave a comment on the YouTube videos, even if you just streamed it through audio. All right, that's it this week. We'll see you back here for another episode of the Colin and Smear podcast.